Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, we're going to welcome back Chris Plank one more time to the Sooner Nation podcast. <clears throat> Chris, you know, in the, um, the not-so-story history of our podcast, I don't think anyone's ever appeared three weeks in a row. <laughs> um, but you have. I want a belt. I want a title belt for it. But hey, it's a yes. good time to do it, man. I, uh, this softball team and what they're doing right now—you know—it's uh, it's slim pickings, to be honest with you, for news and and current events on campus. So when the sport that I've covered and you guys have been there uh, since day one, following along, heck yeah, man! I think I think it's worthy to be on three straight weeks, and I'm honored, man. Thanks so much. Well, we've got to start with uh, the super regional last week. Paige Parker uh, going up against that ULL offense. We all thought there might be an instance where Oklahoma would turn to the bullpen, but she was able to run through them in 14 innings. And, you know, they got kind of dicey Friday night. But, I mean, has she passed the test? You you look at the bracket they're in, they're going to play familiar foes. They're going to play Alabama first on Thursday night. And if they win that, it's going to be Michigan on on, uh, Friday what is Paige Parker's confidence, and and what do you, what are people saying about her going into this World Series? Has to be sky high. Has to be sky high, doesn't it? You know, yeah. Last week, I can remember whenever you asked me for someone that uh, might be kind of a player to watch, I threw Jane Chestnut out there because I thought if Oklahoma was to go to the pin at some point, it might be Jaden, uh, and they never did. You know, they went all fourteen with Paige, and she was spectacular. You know, I, I guess from what I've learned is you go through a lineup seven innings. So let's just say, hypothetically, you get 21 shots at someone. You can get them, and, and Paige did that. When you start getting to the uh, – let's go through a second game, you know, 21 more innings. You start getting through about 30, 32 out. You know, it's inevitable in the sport of softball that really good hitting teams are going to start figuring something out. Uh, and Louisiana Lafayette, for as little as I'm sure a majority of us know about them, uh, beyond just, hey, wow, the Lafayette, Raging Cages, you know, for as little as we know about them, they have done a phenomenal job in building a college softball powerhouse, and they've done it consistently with just power hitting. Now, I don't think when you look at the pantheon of greatness at Louisiana Lafayette, you're going to see too many amazing pitchers, but you'll consistently see ballers, players that can flat out hit. And, you know, Paige went through the lineup the first night, uh, gave up a leadoff home run, and then gave up a second home run to their talented catcher, and that was really it. So there was a part of me that was waiting, not because of a lack of faith in Paige or anything of that nature, just knowing how good they are, knowing how and and preparing for them and studying them, just how solid they've been. So I was waiting for that Lafayette offense to get going, and it took them until the seventh inning. You know, it took them until late in that game to really put up some scary numbers. So I am, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm floored by what Paige Parker has done. And, you know, her and Asario, in my limb, you know, this is my first year in covering softball nonstop, so maybe in four or five years I'll have more of a, of a, a, a deeper 
kind of laundry list of matchups to go through. But when her and Osorio went at it in uh, March out at Fullerton, that was hands down the best pitching matchup I have ever seen, period. Uh, Sooners got a couple of big defensive plays, as they have all season long. And Osorio had, I think, set down uh, 18 straight Sooners in one point, and 12 of those were by strikeouts. At one point, it was one of the most dominating uh, back and forths I've ever seen. And she struggled a little bit near the end of the season, but what's scary about her is she's really seemed to kind of find herself the last couple of weeks. So I, I anticipate another great pitching matchup. And, you know, long answer to a short question, yeah, I think that confidence level page in this entire team has to be sky high right now going in winning 27 straight games. Uh, and their, their offense was really the difference maker in game two against an offensive powerhouse like Louisiana Lafayette. So they've shown they can win games many different ways. Well, I've been around uh, Louisiana Lafayette twice, mm-hmm. uh, the World Series two years ago, and then this weekend in Norman. Their fans definitely live up to the Raging oh, wow. Cajun. Uh, they they were great. I mean, they were they were loud. Um, they were they were in the game. They were involved. Um, they were they were everything you would expect for that moniker of Raging Cajun. They were the aggressors. They were the aggressors. Yeah. You know, and, and Destiny Martinez was on the broadcast with me. Destiny. Uh, I, I guess I hadn't really realized it, but you know she was in the College World Series all four years, freshman, sophomore, junior. Wow. I mean that that that's impressive. So when they didn't go last year because she's just started working out with the the group that puts on the women's College World Series at the Softball Hall of Fame, it was a downer for her. Um, but she brought up a really really good point late in that game, where the one time you kind of got concerned about the body language from Oklahoma, where you kind of got concerned about maybe Mo being in the wrong dugout was when that crowd got going and they were overpowering the Sooner fans that were there. You know, there was close to 2,000 fans there and the Raging Cajun fans were outnumbered, but when they were that home team, they had that fine spot, you know, to where they were right in. They had a, they had some crazy fan that was sitting right behind you that would run down. He'd bang on the trash can and <laughs> they had to take the trash can lid. Then he went over and took a lid from another trash can and he banged on that trash can too. So, uh, yeah, they were nuts. In, in that moment when that crowd kind of started to overpower ours a little bit was the one moment in that game where you were kind of worried about it. Like, oh, my gosh, are they shook right now? But what happened, Paige got a big pop out. Our crowd responded, and it was just, I mean, it was a sight to behold. That was everyone who was there, I think, this weekend, regardless of what the final scores, will never forget that atmosphere. And it was the Sooners kicking it off and just having a buzz. The first game on Thursday night. And then everything that went into that thriller on Friday night, it was definitely it was definitely a special night, and the fans made that possible. And I didn't get to hear your call because the guy's banging on the trash can. But um, Sidney <laughs> Romero's home run, how at that moment did you realize how much OU would need that extra run? Well, I didn't realize that it was uh, – no, uh, no, no. I, I think that the simple question is no. I didn't realize it was going to stay fair, first of all. But, you know, not just that, but I thought, you know, even I'll add to that. I love that Clifton Homer is a great example. But the RBI what was a single, and then she danced a second on the throw, the two-run single by Shane Knight. How huge is that? Right. Looking back now with two outs and two strikes. You know, we get so caught up. And when I say we, I don't mean you and you know, I mean the royal we. And I'm not just trying to point fingers at myself here because I'm very guilty of this. Uh, we get caught up in trying to find these signature moments from either if it's a winning streak or if it's an overall season or if it's just, you know, uh, a, a game or a run. And, you know, I 
I look back on Friday night, and I think there's about three of them from that game that you can say were signature moments. There was you mentioned Clifton's bomb that just stayed fair. The home run that was, uh, or, or the base hit up the middle by Shade Knight. And how about the the two run blast by the Lafayette player? You know that that ended right. up, I think, what tying the game or, or putting within one. Within one, one yeah. Yeah, there were so many signature moments in that game. It was just, it was pretty wild. And yeah, I, I didn't think. And it kind of, it, it's kind of, to me, similar to, and this is going to be a reach of a comparison. It's kind of similar to that Golden State OKC game last night. To where if you're a Golden State fan, you think when you jumped up by 12, you had them pretty good. Well, the next thing you know, it's a four-point game. And Oklahoma City has a chance to get the basketball back and maybe, you know, cut it to two if not one. And Ibaka commits the dumb foul on the three-pointer by Curry. Kind of had that same feeling on momentum with the, with the uh, Sooners. You know, it, it, you got a comfortable lead. You're heading to the bottom of the seventh. Even though they're the visitors, they've got the uh, home designation. You feel real good. And then the next thing you know, there's a three-run home run, and it's a one-run game. Then the next thing you know, you walk a batter. And the, and the winning run is standing at the plate. So it was, um, it was wild to think just how good the Sooners were offensively and how they needed every single little piece of it in order to pull off that W on Friday night. Listen to the Sooner Nation podcast, the online podcast of CrimsonandCreamMachine.com. Chris Plank carrying away for us. Um, sorry, Chris. Um, I'll, let's, I'll let's man. I, ba- I battled that throat thing earlier this year. It's the worst. I tried to call the I tried to call the OU Oklahoma State game at Hall of Fame Stadium when Aaron Miller had to walk off with right. that same problem. I don't know if we had any listeners or not. It was the most embarrassed I've ever been. But uh, you fight through it, man. That's what I'm here for today. Well, you you got us going right now. Let's talk about. Um, the World Series starts Thursday night for Oklahoma. The actual uh, the actual World Series starts early in the day on Thursday, mm-hmm. I think around 10 o'clock. But Oklahoma's half of the bracket. Alabama, Michigan, LSU, all there. Some tough competition. How big is it that Florida is not here? For, I mean, how, how big of a deal was that? I think it's a big deal, but, you know, it was, it was funny. I uh... – you know, I've developed a really good relationship with JT, and I think that the Sooners are in good hands for many years to come with he and Andrea in the dugout alongside Missy and Coach, uh, Coach Gasso. And I, as soon as that happened, I, I, I was kind of walking around because I think we were waiting to get things going on Friday. And I turned to him. I said, hey, are you surprised by this? And he goes, no, because Georgia's a good team. And then that's when it resonated with me. It's a surprise to us because it's the two-time, it's the defending champ. Right, but um, two times defending champs, excuse me. But it's not. I don't think it's a surprise to many within the softball community because they see how good the SEC is, and that's that's what scares me about our side of the bracket is that it is absolutely loaded. You know, you've got LSU, Michigan, you got Alabama, you got ourselves. You know, you got two of the best teams, if not the two best teams, heading off the regular season, the regional and the super regionals. You got them left. And they're in our bracket. Michigan right. is hands down the best team I've seen so far this year. And just you know, a quick scout on it. We saw Michigan earlier this year. We saw Michigan when we were out at the, uh, we were out at Palm Springs, and it was a Marionette Classic. And that was that was one of the best six innings I've seen so far this year. Now we can forget about the bottom and the top. Uh, we can forget about the. I think it was the bottom of the sixth and the seventh inning whenever Michigan really exploded. But, you know, that was a game that the Sooners fell behind early, rallied to tight, and then Michigan found another gear. That was a three-hour game, which for baseball fans, you think, oh, that's normal. For softball fans, that's ridiculously long for a game. Uh, So Michigan is one of those teams that I think Oklahoma can score off of, but they're one of those teams that 
I know they can score with Oklahoma. And I watched them play Missouri. And, boy, when you thought they were going to a second game against Missouri, what did they do? They exploded in the top of the seventh inning and put four on the board and won the game. So Michigan being in this bracket scares me. LSU, here's another team that was left for dead. James Madison wins the first game. Mm -hmm. LSU comes back on the road in a tough environment and wins two and have constantly kind of been teetering on, you know, championship contender and and, and pretty good softball team all season long. And now that they've made it, you never know what might happen. And then, I, you know, I don't know what to make of Alabama. I can't base everything off what I saw in March, just like you can't base anything on Oklahoma based on what we saw that night in Fullerton. But I'll tell you what – they're a problem, and it scares me because, A, I've become a paranoid fan, and, <laughs> B, B, they're very complete. There's not a lot of holes in their lineup. And they have a center fielder whose name escapes me right now who eats up everything. So, you know, gap shots. She's got the, the range of Nicole Pinley to go out and chase down a ball in the gap. Um, and at the plate, she can do a little bit of everything. They were pretty solid on the infield from what I saw and then what I watched whenever they took care of Washington. And, you know, to be honest with you, Washington had scared me just as much because Washington was one of the more impressive teams I've watched mm. this year from early in the season when we played them in a Sport Coke Classic in Vegas. So, you know, if Osorio is right, and so was she right against Oklahoma the last time out, this is a very scary team. And if you could handpick someone in this group that you wanted to start with, you know, maybe – Maybe you might have chose LSU and have to worry about facing the winner of LSU-Alabama. But, again, the Sooners got the win over them. Yes, it took six and a third innings to get a hit. But when they did, it kind of got the ball rolling downhill. So, you know, I, I, I worry about the matchup. I think it's the toughest part of the bracket. But I also feel like they've, uh, they've got as good of a chance as anyone right now. They're the hottest team coming into the tournament. Um, you got a lot of fresh arms. You know, if, if things don't go well for Parker, Stevens has pitched in the World Series before. So, I'm I'm really feeling I'm really feeling good about the opportunity to win a couple of games and if you can stay in that winners bracket you know it's I, it's funny I just contradicted myself I said I'm in par- incredibly paranoid and I said I feel good about things but I feel good about this if you can stay in the winners bracket I think you've got a great opportunity to find yourself playing on Sunday and if you can get to a position where you're playing on Sunday night then I think you've got a good opportunity to go ahead and advance to the championship series all right, 6 o'clock Thursday night, ESPN2. Chris Plank will have the call on the radio. Uh, we always want to do this for you, Chris. Tell us how they can okay. listen and also on Twitter. Yeah, uh, okay, so you can follow us during the game at OU on the air. I would encourage everyone uh, to follow along. I, um, I try to, you know, at least talk to you. It's hard to reply to everyone on Twitter while we're on the air. But, yeah, at OU on the air on Twitter. And here's something really cool. With the baseball season over, we reached out, and there are several affiliates across the state that are going to pick up the game. So we're actually going to be on the network this right. weekend. So there's a lot of stations. You know, I, I always the, the station has been there with us since day one, Randy Heights, uh, Buddy Wiley, and that crew over at the franchise. We've been on the franchise 2 all season long. And, you know, they've been great supporters of not just softball but OU athletics. Uh, it was good to see – uh, the station that I'm on weekdays from 9 to 11, the RAF 1400 AM and 98.5 FM stick a uh, jump on board for the Super Regional. And then we'll have, I believe, 1300 The Buzz in Tulsa, at least for Thursday night. And uh, then all across the state, the, uh, the, the softball game and across, I guess, the region, the softball game will be available to those on the Sooner Radio Network. So that's a, that's a really cool thing for this weekend. It's good to see people jumping on board. Dylan Mathis is going to be back with me on the broadcast. So 
uh, we'll have a good time with that. And uh, I hope we come away with a couple of sooner wins and put ourselves in a position Sunday to where they can be playing for a spot in the World Series. Sounds good. Chris Plank, it's always good to talk to you. I will see you Thursday night, my friend. Sounds good, buddy. I'll see you Thursday. Thanks for having me on. Three right, time, see. three time, three time guest. Appreciate it, man. Yes, the uh, the the reigning champion. <laughs> see you, brother. See you, bud. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.